everybody, this is Perch, and I'm here with uh, Joe. Uh, Joe, how are you doing? I'm all right, Perch. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we have the great pleasure to talk to Jessica Patel and Allison Shelton, and they're responsible for a really cool book called Reburn. Uh, how are you both doing today? I'm doing, doing well. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on the eve of our uh, second Kickstarter, so we've been... Uh, communicating a lot and uh, pulling a lot of uh, long hours getting ready for our issue to launch uh, on July 14th. Perfect. Um, I, 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 I've read your first book. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that and the campaign and everything else. But I mean, the, the really exciting part, uh, a lot of people are excited to get into comics. I think in the last couple of years, their eyes have really been opened up to the fact that they don't have to just try and get a job at Marvel in DC. There are other routes. And so I wanted to ask you about how your journey, I mean, it's cheating a little bit. I, I want to talk about your process packet, which came in your first uh, Kickstarter, which is in, is incredible. I, I I like that. Don't don't take this the wrong way. I like that more than the comic in many ways because I love seeing the process. I just I love that stuff. But tell me a little bit about how you got here. Well, I it was our friendship is a big part of how we got here. Jess and I have known each other for a long time. One of our first jobs we had together, and I have an MFA from USC film school and I was writing screenplays and Jess read one that has one of the characters from this world in it and was always really interested in it. And then I revisited this world more recently and um, showed it to Jess because I show her things and um, she can, I think she can take it from here. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. We, we were assistants together at our first job at like a, a studio and um, it was, it was, you know, it was a kind of a tough job. So we spent a lot of time cr doing creative things. And one of the creative things that came up was the script that Allison mentioned. And it's one of those things, like I've worked in the industry now for, you know, the film and television industry for a really long time. And I, there aren't many scripts that you just remember the visuals from and you remember, you know, just the feeling you had when you read it. And this particular script that Allison wrote was like that. And so when she did bring it back to me, I happened to have been working at that time on um, the television series V Wars for Netflix. And I had been delving in, I had met Kari Andrews and was trying picking his brain and just really like getting super interested and jazzed again about comics um, at, over the years. And, you know, I really just kind of said to Allison, like, this script is amazing. I still love where you're going with this. Have you ever thought about making this into a comic? And kind of unbeknownst to me, she like put pulls her zoom camera to the side <laughs> and there's just like this wall of comics and Allison and her husband Cody are both like huge comic fans. And so that was really that aha moment where we said, you know, we gotta, we've got to explore this. So I went off to be like, okay, I, I now have some connections in this industry. Like, let me find out a little bit about how we actually go about doing this. And, um, and that was really how it started about a year and a half ago now. And, um, and we really just towed in, you know, one thing at a time. And, and that was really the, the genesis. And Allison, when you wrote this script um, that was shown, and, and you talked about it a little bit in your introduction, I mean, the original idea was for a, a, a show or a movie, right? It, it, yeah. That's kind of what you envisioned. Did, but did you find that moving it to comics, you, you talked a little bit about it, did it did it unlock more or restrict you? or what? what how? Definitely. 
what'd you find? It, it definitely opens up the world so much more. I mean, we joke about, you know, you don't have to worry about how much anything costs, which is a real freeing thing. You can just write whatever you want because the artist can draw it. And also I'm not as concerned with like, you know, traditional screenplay structure um, and, and focusing really on the main character, which is I like writing ensemble pieces. I am interested in the whole world and all the people in it and comic books certainly play to that, right? Like I love a book like Saga because because of how enormous the world is and because I care about all of them. And, and I don't, I think when you open up a world the way you can with a comic book, it doesn't feel as predictable because there are so many options where with a movie, you kind of like know what's gonna happen, right? If you've seen enough movies, I mean, you know the hero is gonna prevail. Um, you might not know the exact details, but you, you know, and I think with comics, the hero doesn't always prevail and you aren't even sure necessarily who the hero is sometimes. So I just think it's, it's, I really enjoy that, um, that in between place that comics can exist that I think is less common in film. I think it can exist more in TV cause you have more time and space, but in film, I mean, there's only so much time you have, so you have to be pretty on point yeah yeah I agree and I mean I think that's one of the things it's like for me as a producer like I've developed a lot of screenplays um not many of them have gotten produced uh but I think one of the things that as I I'm also directing now which has been really great over the last years is the visuals of it and having the ability to really you know get in there and, and create the world that we wanted to create and I really have to credit you know, Kari for, for giving me a lot of advice and really like being a bit of a mentor for this process. And one of the best things that Kari said to me, um, and I, I literally have it burned in my brain as we work on the series is like, don't bullshit comic fans. <laughs> like if you're here, you better be here. And if something happens later down the line, then great, but don't come in here and think that you're going to make something and flip it into IP. And I don't think that's what Allison and I intended, but I think that because it was coming off being a feature film script, um, it certainly was something that we had to sit with and really talk about a lot as we were developing the script and the arc, you know, and how we wanted to do it and where we wanted to take it, if we wanted to go traditional or if we wanted to go independent. And I think ultimately, ultimately, that's what swayed us. Well, that and COVID, <laughs> you know, <laughs> having yes, you know, being at home, being like, well, let's do something creative. Uh, we said, like, let's just go for this and and let's put it on Kickstarter and let's see if anybody shows up for it. And we were, you know, pleasantly surprised by the outcome. That's excellent. I, I mean, it, the 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 project itself, this this world you created, um, it's a big world. I mean, it feels like. Uh, you know, an HBO type series, <laughs> a Game of Thrones type immersive, you know, big immersive world. Um, the world that you create is a lot bigger than the first comic. I mean, yeah. the first comic is just, you're, you're barely even getting a sense of, of everything you can do. Do you have a, do you have a sense of, of how, I mean, obviously success will kind of dictate it to some extent, but how far do you want this to go? What's the, what's the full package look like when all is said and done? I think it can be as big as we want it to be. Like, I don't see, for me, there's not like a, oh, we're going to do eight issues. Oh, we're going to, I mean, we, 
what what is so fun about the comics and having it be indie and having it be ours is that we get to make these kinds of decisions oh we like this character so we can do a comic of this character you know we can spin this character off into this and there are enough separate discrete like worlds in within the world of reborn that there is the potential to do different books with different vibes completely different you know like you can do a western you can do um like you could do a horror thing you could do whatever you wanted and and that and we get to choose and i think both jess and i are really energized by that and that you get to sort of go based on what is what has momentum too you get to respond to that i think it is a really i think part of the reason fans are um responding to indie comics the way they are is because they feel like they're more part of it Yes. Like this isn't some predetermined space. Like, you know, when Spider-Man is bad, it's a, it's a thing. Like we're going to do this alternate universe where Spider-Man's bad. And we all know he's going to get good again. And, mm -hmm. but this, like, if certain things are tracking and people are enjoying them, well, we can lean into that. You know, we can make those choices. And that's, that's a lot of freedom and also energy and excitement. Like it, it is really thrilling when people respond to something oh, when absolutely. you know so it's i i really i really am enjoying that that facet of it a lot like oh people are into this let's do this we can yeah. no i i think um again something that comes clear from this and maybe i i think people should pick up the book first of all the, well actually let's let's get this out of the way so if people want to get the first issue you know you ran the campaign how do they get the first issue now if they want it well, well, on the campaign that's launching July 14th, there is a catch-up. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So that's how you catch yeah. up. You can get it through that way. It is a story that really felt like you, um, you, you did all the homework up front. You did it kind of inverse. It, you did the homework up front of a really big world, then you pared it down to tell the story you wanted to tell for the first book, as opposed to a lot of uh, Kickstarters and indie comics that kind of start very small and then go up from there. And that it, to kind of what you were just saying, I think that will serve you really well as you, you do more books and more things and bring in more parts to this universe. Um, it's, it's, you, you built the playground already to, to, to play in. You certainly change it, but you built that part up front, which is, which is pretty impressive. Um, Thank you. I think, um, I, tell me about this, this process packet that you did. Cause I, 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 I just, so to, to kind of explain to people a little bit, it's, first of all, it's long. It's like 120 pages. <laughs> um, We're very proud of it, Perch. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I was not in any way hurt that you enjoyed it. Because I, 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 I'm really proud of it. I think it's a great primer for people who want to make an indie comic, which was our goal. No, it is. I mean, so the, yeah. the funny thing about it, you read it, and if you're struggling with how to kind of get something off the ground and put all the pieces together and hire the different talent you want for the different pieces, this is a blueprint for how you do it. It's, it's, it could be a better training manual in many ways. And I, you, you're very uh, honest about your thought process through the whole thing. Like, you, you put everything out there for how exactly you made this comic. I'm very, very jealous. That's excellent. Um, I mean, you showed all your work. That's, that's really, uh, that's very unique. Why, why, what, why'd you do it? I, you well, know, it, go ahead. Oh, I'll start. Uh, you know, it was really interesting. I, I guess the one thing we should say too, is we had an incredible team 
you know, working with us. And that really came up, uh, you know, as we just really got immersed, immersed ourselves in the indie comic space. Um, Elise McCall did the art for the first issue. Um, we have Joe Matt Gill who did our letters. Uh, we have Molly Mendoza who did a variant cover for us. We have Ruth Alano who was a sensitivity reader and also did some additional color. And, you know, this team just kind of built like literally like I had said before we didn't really know exactly how to go about this um, but we learned as we went along and you know we got different scripts and and figured out what would be the best style for for Allison's writing and then we kind of edited that way and you know I think that with the process packet we were getting so many people like you're making a comic? Like, how does that work? How do you do that? And we were inspired by other process packets that we ha we saw, but I think we did. We were so geeked out. Like, literally every time an email would come in or we would get on, we would do, like, bi-weekly Zoom calls with our artists and we'd do a show and tell, and then it would end up being, like, four hours long because then we'd just talk, you know, and catch up. And we realized we were just building this family. And... You know, we made uh, kind of a conscious effort to make this an all-female team because that was where our storytelling was. And so the fact that we were able to do that and hold this space, I think we wanted to share that. Like, it is something we're really proud about. And we really want to continue forward um, making this world for a long time to come. So we really hope people get engaged, um, as, you know, in, in that process as well as, you know, the, the end result. Yeah, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's <laughs> no, it, it, it helps. Um, I mean, I think if you're, you're you did in addition to kind of just showing people, which is, is very generous, how to kind of make a comic for people who are new to it, you, you walk through the steps. Um, I, it's smart because you have this huge world. You're only going to show a tiny sliver of it really in the first issue. You're, you're going to tell a complete story, but it's, it's really in the grand scheme of things. It's tiny compared to this whole world. When you read your process packet, it dawns on the reader that there is this bigger world behind it. There is It gets you excited about the other potential of what you're going to do and where it's going to go. And I, I think without that uh, process packet, it would have, you, you, I think you would have been left with more questions like, will, what, will there be a second issue? Reading this, you, you're positive there will be a second issue and there will be more. So you feel more comfortable buying in. And I think that's, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, um, I'd just like to jump in with that. How did you get connected with Elise and, and Joe Matt? I, I, I actually, I, I work with uh, Joe Matt on uh, Beckstar. She's my uh, letterer on that book. Isn't she great? Yes, absolutely. She literally just sent an email with pages. Oh, like, yeah. they came in and I was like, oh, my eyes lit up. Um, you know, well, we got connected to Elise really by, like, we just kind of started cold emailing artists that we liked. Yeah. Um, and we really loved Elise's work and she responded to the material. She was one of like, literally, I think one of the very first people that we reached out to like, Hey, like, and, um, and I think it's different, you know, and, and we're coming from film and television. It was this, I thing of like looking at people's websites and like, Oh, there's an email. Like we can actually like, gauge their interests without talking to their managers and agents and, you know, going through that process. And, um, you know, we really, so that's really how that happened. And I think with Joe Matt, it was like, you know, we started to get to know people and people started making recommendations. Well, I, I reached out to Steve Liebert actually. Yes. Because, because Elise was in um, the, um, the lab there. 
I'm not coming up with it in Portland. That's Steven. Yeah. Helioscope. Helioscope. Yeah. She and Ruth were in that. And we were trying to find a letterer and she was like, well, you could just, I guess, email Steve. And I, I'm a big fan of Steve. So that was like, um, and actually my husband and son met him at the con here before everything shut down. Um, and so I had a signed book and I was like, Hey Steve, you know, here's a <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. And, um, do you have any thoughts on uh, letters? So he, he wrote me back and um, I was just like, Jess was saying, there's something really surreal about that after being in film and television that I could just email Steve and that he would just um, write me back <laughs> and in very like prompt, speedy fashion, you know, not like two weeks, three weeks That's later, awesome. like, yeah. you know, it was just like, Oh, this was is very there any cool. Sort of feedback from from Elise or Jimette as you were work like from the script, sort of being like, oh well, it, you know, like this. I'm not quite getting this because you you were coming at it from more of a a film point of view, or that they were, you know, they might have been asking different questions. That um, this being like a first uh, comics project that you're like, oh, I, I didn't even think about that you're asking about you know what time of day it's supposed to be and the, the lighting or stuff i wasn't even aware or, or anything like that yeah i think we you know we definitely had um you know we had a lot of feedback from mm -hmm. from everybody i mean i think one of the things allison and i really felt strongly about is we wanted to make sure we had the script in a place that we felt super confident with where it was and that we could answer the questions that came out and then when we did get into it with Elise and with Joe Amet, um, you know, we like, like anything, like any good creative process, they brought so much of their, um, you know, personal talent into it because they saw the vision, they saw the roadmap, you know, we shared with them kind of like what we felt like the arc would be because we, we feel very strongly. We want to have the, these relationships with them very long term and that this is a team so uh, absolutely like they were you know instrumental in and in bringing you know their their personal skills into the book and we were very happy to have <laughs> their input yeah i mean especially during covid i think it was such an isolating time and to have that creative collaboration for me was it was a real lifesaver i just it was be able to sit and talk about character and what we're going to do and to have these ideas. I mean, it's like every time Elise would send pages, I mean, I would almost cry. It was just really, there's something I think any writer or creative probably can speak to this feeling of, you know, you write a lot and like a lot of the writing, nothing happens. It's, it lives on your hard drive or in your friend's mind and, um, to have these things come to life in this way. And in such a beautiful, like, I, I, it's, it's like, I can't really articulate it, but it was just like, it was really like life giving to be honest because sure. COVID was not. So it was just like, it, it couldn't have come at a better time. And I'm, I'm so grateful for everyone who's involved in the project. And you mentioned you had a, a and, and I know you, you um, mentioned this on the, on the Kickstarter as well. You had an, an all female team on the book, which is, I, I, I want to say unusual. Maybe it's not that unusual. I know that that there are so many books that kind of create that way, but it sounds like you, you, it, it was as much about creating a group of friends who could really kind of create together as much as anything. I mean, it was, it sounds like you had a very, very tight bond as a team and you, you put it together yourself. It wasn't a company kind of doing this for, um, 
what's what, what's the kind of, I'm basically saying it wasn't a marketing stunt. It wasn't right. a promotion. It was that you wanted this team and, and you wanted this kind of relationship and, and the result was a good book. Yeah, it's definitely not a marketing stunt. I mean, I know what you're sort of, yeah. um, you know, I'm articulating it very bad. Yeah, I mean, but I, I agree. And I think, you know, we talked a lot about how the main character is a, a woman and this is strongly centered in the female gaze and who better do that than a group of women. You know, it's like, and there is shorthand there. And I mean, I've collaborated with a lot of men and it's not like I can't and wouldn't, but it's just, it, it was, um, if it's the project, it does, it's yeah. the project. And I think it strengthens it, you know, it makes it more solidly what it is. And, and that, that's what you hope with any creative collaboration that you make each other better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, that's, I, I think you said it right. It wasn't, um, it, it, there's, there's, we see this happen sometimes from comic books is that they'll assemble what looks like a, uh, a press release team and yep. it's intended for the press release. And you, you then later kind of find out that team didn't even really talk to each other. It was all just kind of for, for optics, but here it was a group of friends collaborating together, working through COVID sharing ideas. And, and like you mentioned, it fits the, the content it, it's very it, it feels natural and i think you do get a stronger experience the book does feel very strong uh, it, it's just very natural in what in the story you're trying to tell even though it's it's complete dystopian sci-fi i mean you're, you're completely <laughs> different world sure. but uh but no I, I think that's that's i think that's important because there's a lot of of questions these days about authenticity and this book does feel mm. very authentic particularly with your your process packet here yeah mm. it, you know, I, I'd also love to ask you, Jess, while, while we have you here, a lot of people, uh, especially in indie comics, uh, you know, and, and in major comics, don't quite know what an editor does exactly on, on a book like this, and you were, you know, you produced and, and edited it. So what exactly do those tasks entail so, so people doing this can, can kind of understand what that means? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it was really interesting. Like, I definitely wouldn't say that I was like super clear on what my role would be from the get from the jump. But what I found my role to be was, you know, to really to spearhead and, and keep everything on track. And, you know, with, as we were paring down the script and you're absolutely right, this is a big world and we wanted, you know, we knew we had a, a small, you know, 24 pages uh, to tell, a, a story to hook people in. And so it was really like spending time with Allison initially trying to figure out like, what was that story going to be and, and talking a lot about that. And, and um, as we started to get further into the process, like, you know, how the visuals were matching, you know, the script and how we could make that stronger. And I think kind of my background in like a, a in, as a director and in, in that medium, like definitely helped me kind of think, a little bit. I mean, I think I'd be out on walks and uh, I'd be voice memoing Allison. Like I was thinking about this and you know, what about this? And, and uh, you know, and, and some things we, we, she implemented and some things we talked through and she ha had a much better idea for. So I think that was really important. And then a lot of the presorial stuff is we're also publishers now. I think that dawned on Allison and I the day that all of the books arrived at her house and it was the very first time that I, that we had been together the entire time we were creating this book was I happened to be in LA and went over to see Allison and we were like, wouldn't it be crazy if the books arrived? And they, they did. 
like, and it was like just crying and, you know, we were crazy because like, I think part of what I saw was that process of saying like, this is an idea. How do we make this a reality? Then actually starting to implement that, you know, cold emailing artists, like trying to make the deals. Like we were doing all that. I was doing a lot of that, like in my pajamas, like at all hours of the day and night during COVID. <laughs> and, you know, you just make your way. Like, I think that was the thing I learned. And I, I had some really good mentors that I was able to, to call upon. And, um, you know, I, I still very much feel like I'm learning and, uh, I'm having so much fun. Like this has been such an incredible process, but it's a lot of work and running a Kickstarter and producing a Kickstarter. Um, my um, assistant Mo Atlas actually came in and became like our Kickstarter support because we realized running a Kickstarter is its own production, oh, sure. okay. <laughs> you know, and we, we also made the commitment and this is something that I really felt strongly about is I wanted the book done before we start the Kickstarter because mm -hmm. I want to have the product. And I want people to know that they're going to get the product. I've been involved in Kickstarters where it's like a year later and we're still waiting, mm -hmm. you know, or like I was actually looking back on my Kickstarter thing and realized I hadn't received some of the things that I had backed a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's part of the platform, but I don't want to be that person. Like I want people to trust our creative. I want them to be able to know they're going to get good product. And so we just everything we could do to constantly be doing to be doing that and we were working on issue two while we were working on the kickstarter for issue one in fulfillment so you know that is wrapping up right now as we get ready to start our next kickstarter yeah go ahead oh i, I was gonna say you brought up the the books getting delivered and all that i think the number one thing a, a lot of other self-publishers or people who run kickstarters or try to figure out is where to get books printed. What, what kind of uh, experience was that for you, you both in uh, looking around, shopping for, for the best deal or the deal that's going to work the best for you and your project and, you know, how that all come together? Well, we spent a lot of time looking at different print companies and getting samples. And, you know, I think because, uh, and I really like leaned on Cody and Allison on this part too, just cause I, you know, I know that like, I wanted to make sure when people got it, they, they received it and they felt like this is a comic that I, you know, that I, that is at the standard, you know, of how, of what I expect as you know, a collector or as somebody who is a fan. Um, and so we really worked hard, you know, to find a company. We ended up working with Print Ninja and um, they did great uh, for us. And, you know, their editor there was really great making sure that we had everything in place. And, you know, I think just like any indie book or maybe a lot of books, I think our book got bounced back six times before we finally like, you know, with different <laughs> little nitpicking things. And, um, but we were happy that was happening because it meant somebody was actually looking at it on that end and um, printing them. So that was a really big, big thing for us. And, and we were really happy with them and plan to use them again for this campaign. Great. Excellent. Uh, Allison, uh, you know, in terms of putting these characters to the to the mix, uh, you know, this this book focuses heavily on May. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of gross. But what what um, and it really struck me again as I as I read through it a second time and then looked at at the the process package the uh, the the character Hope who is 
I mean, you get the sense, especially when you read the process packet, this is a major figure in this, the, the whole world. Um, and it's striking. I mean, there's really one page of this character in your first comic that you, you just get the, and, and really you're getting kind of a hologram of this character. You're not seeing much of it. I, it's, I think it's pretty bold. The, uh, you have this major, I, I don't know, the, the antagonist is the right word, but you have this major character and, and we, you know, it, it, it teases so much for the future. How, tell me how you made that decision about how to use these characters. That's a big question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think, I think COVID was like having that time to really mull how we, what piece of the story, where we wanted to start. Um, we did have a pitch. We did the first four pages, um, not including the hologram of hope, but mm -hmm. starting with the double page spread. Um, and then until she's on the beach and, um, then when we went back to this, when, when Jess was like, hey, let's do the whole book, we don't have anything else to do. It's COVID. Um, I, I started thinking about, and also, I mean, the, it's me, so I'm going to go to the political place. You know, George Floyd was murdered, Black Lives Matter, all these things are happening. And it's like, okay, I don't want to spend a lot of time in the trauma. Like, we all know what's happened to this woman. Like I, I, we don't need to spend time here. What I want to see is what happens next. Yeah. I don't want this to be um, about that because that's not the story I'm telling. The story I'm telling is how do, how do we, how do people move forward after this stuff? How, and also where's the, like, where's the action and the excitement? I want to see her burn it down. You know, she's got <laughs> these powers, like, let's see it. And I think, most comic readers are pretty savvy about like nemesis yes. and what's going down. And so I don't need to spend a lot of my time and your time explaining the details of this. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> you'll get it in the future books. You'll get it, especially as we spin things off, you'll get different pieces of that. Um, and I think for me, comics are the most effective when the writer and artist give you just enough that you like, you know, they have it. They know, you know, they have it in, in their mind and they have you in their hands, but they're not going to like spoon feed you because we don't need to be spoon fed, you know? And so I think that's the balance you're trying to strike, right? You don't want it to just seem like it's just like willy nilly, like, yeah, I'm going to do some stuff and hopefully this will turn out, you know, you want to know that they know what they're doing. Um, so hopefully you feel that way, um, that we know yeah. what we're doing and that, yeah. yeah, you'll learn more. It'll be fun. You, you know? You did a great, I mean, I, I'm glad to hear you say, I guarantee a lot of people like that, what you just said, because it is, that is one of the problems is, is comics uh, at times, it, there's this temptation to get bogged down in things that the reader knows that, I mean, right. you, one, one of the cool things about comics, unlike maybe other mediums, you have the panel, you have the writing, you have the art, you put it together, right? You, there's a lot of shorthand for the experiences going on. You don't need to spend 10 pages drilling it all in. The reader's there. And you can get to kind of doing things. A lot of comics, I think, stumble Definitely. in this area. They, they, they get bogged down in these pieces and they almost shortchange themselves for the payoff. And yeah. like you said, a lot of people are waiting for that payoff. And, and so I, I, that was a great decision. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank you're you. Talking, yeah. Go ahead, oh, sorry, I, I was just going to say, you're talking about um, sort of uh, being inspired by, you know, the, the headlines, current events and things like that. And, and I think... We've all seen examples, whether it's in comics or, you know, TV or film, that handle it 
expertly. And then we've seen, you know, examples where it's, you know, it's clunky or it's, it's not quite working. So, so what are some examples that, that would have inspired either of you uh, in, in making this that it, it did succeed where, it, you know, whether it's a movie you, you like or, or a show or, you know, documentary, like a, anything that, it, you know, kind of informs how, how you, you tell stories like this. I'm a super big Brian K. Vaughn fan. Okay. So, like, I will just say that straight up. Like, Why Last Man is the first comic I ever really got into. And and it it was the first comic that I felt like, oh, this is, like, for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not having to sort of, like, find pieces of this that are of interest for me. This whole thing is of interest for me. It's not only the world he created, but his tone. You know, I mean, he's, he's a brilliant writer. And um, I'm so excited for the TV show. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I think he's very political, mm-hmm. you know, but he's not like gonna, he, it's not like, uh, my goal is not to make a comic book that feels like it's, um, you know, law and order, like where it's like, oh, ripped from the headlines, you know, I'm not yeah. trying to do that. It's just like, I think it's being sensitive to the fact that, you know, I'm a white woman, I'm telling a story about all sorts of people, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in any of their lives. What I'm an expert in is this world. That's mm-hmm. what I'm an expert yeah. in. But, you know, I'm not going to try to tell um, the story of a black woman and her experiences. Like, that's that's not what I'm doing. So, because I know that that's not my expertise. So, but at the same time, it's important to create a full world full of all different sorts of people. And, and so that's what we're doing. And I think I'm just inspired by what, when people talk about stuff that's hard in a way that is also accessible and entertaining, because I don't want to just feel like shit after, sorry, I don't know if I can say that. I don't, I don't want to just feel like garbage about myself after I read something. I want to feel like, Oh yeah, this gave me something to think about, but also I was entertained and that, I mean, it's not easy to do that, but that's definitely the goal is that, and that we're rooting for these people to be victorious and to move past these things and to um, take down structures that are pushing them down. And um, so I just, I, that's always my goal is for it to also to be fun, to be enjoyable, to be a ride, you know? And I, for me, that's, I mean, those, those are my favorite comics. So I do read a fair amount of emo comics, but I do also like things that um, take me someplace and surprise me and, have exciting double page spreads of like, like she's doing in black widow every issue right now. You know, there's always a double page spread where Natasha's kicking ass. Like that is very satisfying. So, you know, I, and I really love black widow right now. Kelly Thompson's doing a great job. <laughs> it's you're, you're showing, not telling. I mean, well, you, you're, yes. you're telling somebody it is more, you, you have to, you, can, you have to actually show the, the process It's like what you're talking about earlier. There's, um, I mean, we can we can have the characters kind of narrate or lecture to the reader. That's not terribly enjoyable. It's not really going to make you feel good about yourself, like you had a good, entertaining ride. But with this medium, you can show anything you want, and so getting to that part feels a lot more effective. And and again, that looks like the strategy you you went after here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, we, I, you know, we also like we were talking a lot about cults during this period, like you know, with the Nixium documentaries coming out, and right. you know, the Me Too movement, and I think coming out of film and television, the one interesting thing, you know, you get told no so often, and even I think when we were making this book, 
um, you know, initially it was, there were a lot of skeptics. There were a lot of people that were just kind of like, we get, we got a fair amount of like, you know, Oh, that's nice pat on the head. Like, and so I think when we had the opportunity to do this, it was just like, this is going to be what we want to make. <laughs> Hopefully mm-hmm. people will want to, you know, to be a part of this and be a part of this journey. And, you know, but if they don't, like, I'm still, this will go down as being one of my proudest accomplishments, <laughs> you know, and I hope that that translates as we continue forward. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been really amazing. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people with ideas for comics and I, I've, I've given this advice to kind of other people who started to put books together. It's like, make sure at the, at the beginning, you're doing something you enjoy that you're going to feel good at, uh, whether it succeeds or fails, at least you had a great accomplishment. You, 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 you took something from start to finish. And if you, if you have that at the very least, if things don't work out, you, you did something you can be proud of as opposed to, I've got to go in there and I'm almost desperate. This has to be successful. This has to have a certain number of views. And if it doesn't have a number of views and I failed somehow and it's, it's, it, it, you always see it in the work, the, the stuff that, that kind of has that baggage attached to it, you read it and it, it feels like either there, it's a desperation or a chore from the, the creator. And, and again, your, your book feels like you created a huge universe. It feels like uh, you, it feels like you're straining to tell more from this universe in the first story. You, there's just all these little windows. There's this panel uh, where May is kind of getting some of her memories back. You see all these tiny little panels throughout the page of of memories and other things. It's this whole, I mean, there's 50 issues here in in just that one page. So I I think that's, that it it, it comes across uh, that way. And it's, it's what separates it, I think, from something that was like a one and done and, and hope that there was more. It, it, It definitely feels like you have a plan. Thank you. That's really gratifying to hear, Perch. And I, I totally 100% agree with you. Like, write the comic you want to read. Mm-hmm. Make the book that you would pick up, you know, or, or that doesn't exist and you would like it to exist. And then you would definitely pick it up, you know? Like, I think that's a great guiding principle in creative yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things where Kickstarter is really, you know, probably why it's been so popular, especially over COVID, like, you know, and all these great, um, titles have been coming to it and, and creators is that, you know, we have this opportunity to build a fan base and, and, you know, there's something about that. And, and I think that's why the process packet resonating is so important to us because everyone is involved in making yeah. this book. If you back our campaign, like then you are part of this team. So we owe it to you to share with you how we're doing it because you're you're invested and, and we want you to come back and we want you to continue forward and you know wouldn't it be great if down the line something else comes out of it but if what comes out of it ultimately is we finish this as a graphic novel then that's going to be um really great and that is our intention and that is where we will we will absolutely do that uh, and i think that yeah we'd love but you know, we'd love to be coming back and interviewing with you uh, years from now and talking about um, when we were um, doing our second Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's, it's funny you said, so I had this thought, uh, again, as I was looking over the process packet going through there, uh, there's this line you, you mentioned, it was an all-female team. And I remember reading that and thinking at that moment, uh, it's like, yeah, but having read all this, I feel like I'm part of the team now. It's not all-female <laughs> <laughs> 
it, it, you do. Yay! Yeah, no, <laughs> That's awesome. I can't stress enough because I, I, it's before I, I got connected to you, I, I've done videos about this saying if you're trying to kind of set yourself apart, one of the best things you can do is kind of the behind the scenes book, the how it was made. It's, it's just, it's such a smart idea for showing the showing the work getting people invested they feel like they're part of the process they're working along with you and by the time you get to the end of it you don't just have a reader you have somebody who felt like they took the journey with you and now i mean it, it's just smart business and marketing but it also it's, it's more fun i mean the, the book got significantly more fun after i read i mean it's good it's good all along but when i read the process packet i i just enjoyed it far more because you did you know you could see every panel what you were thinking that was I, I'm, I'm at this point just beating a dead horse. I love so. that you're pushing the process packet because we decided to make it a stretch goal in this campaign perch. So everyone who backs <laughs> who receives yeah. will receive a process packet because we were like, well, you know, it would be nice for everyone to receive one. Like they shouldn't have to buy in at a higher level. So Good. you're like, you're an advertisement for yes. coming and backing the campaign yeah. so that you can unlock stretch goals. Um, I really enjoy doing the process packet. And I, this is like a side note, but I, I made an indie feature years ago and we ran a blog at that time and we created community that way. And there is something about knowing who's viewing your stuff and also like hopefully inspiring them. Like friends of mine backed at that level because their daughters want to write a comic. And like that, that is very meaningful and exciting that, you know, you, you know, you can't do it unless you see it, that kind of thing. And I just, that means a lot to me and I love sharing the art and the process with my kids. And I think seeing that and having them be like, Oh, that looks awesome. You know, there's something like, it's very gratifying when I show them the variant cover that just came in yesterday and they're like, mm -hmm. Whoa, you know, it's like, and I, and that's the kind of relationship that we want to have with our fans. We want them to feel the same way of like, Oh, this, they like, they read my mind. I wanted this and they did it. And that's, that's the hope. So I think the more you share your process and you're, and, and honestly you make yourself a little vulnerable in that process, mm -hmm. people feel that and then are, and then come to you with more of that enthusiasm and vulnerability. And that's like how you build relationships. Yeah. Like, and, and I think it's really interesting too, like with this, with issue two, you know, Lisa's doing the inks for issue two. Um, but we actually brought in um, Hillary Jenkins uh, to do our color and she has just this beautiful painterly style that's gonna take us as as you know we go out from the hideaway to the plains you know we have horses we have this big beautiful epic scopey uh world outside um and we have a different artist to pair with that uh, which is hillary and she's She's also done a variant cover for us. And then Molly Mendoza's back doing a variant cover so uh, we can continue forward with her and her incredible style. So, you know, we, we're really trying to, you know, just create that synergy uh, with the art and with the, the books and be very intentional about um, how we're moving forward. I liked, uh, just as an aside, uh, one other thing here. The, the book, uh, you were originally looking at this as the Unity was the original mm -hmm. title. And there's a page in this packet where you have the different logos. And, and again, a, a lot of kind of art and designer people geek out over this. You've got like 12 different, 14, sorry, 15 different logos here that you've designed and everything else. And you can, but then the, the storytelling along with it talks about moving it to Reburn and that process. 
Um, and again, I think it's something a lot of comic creators can relate to because it's, it's, you're trying to put together a book and sometimes things don't quite go the way you are. You have to have a major change in this case, the entire title of the series and, and how that all is put together. Was that, you know, you mentioned a little bit in the thing, was that a, a tough choice when you felt you had to move over or what did it just come naturally? How did that occur? I think that it was, it was, for me, it was a, a slow dawning to, you know, it's like, oh, this is probably not going to be the name, you know, um, mm -hmm. because it's just too common. And then, and then when I watched Justice League, I was super happy it wasn't um, called The Unity anymore. Um, I was like, oh, that was a good, <laughs> serendipitous. Um, it just, and then like, I think the final, and I don't know if I said this in the process talk, but the final thing was like to buy the domain name was like a million dollars or whatever. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, are we married to this? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, let's have something that, and, and as a person who writes and knows many writers, I get so frustrated by titles that I can't find, you know, like mm -hmm. they've written a book and it's called dogs. And it's like, uh, there's a lot of things called dogs, which dogs. Um, so I, I did want to have a title that felt unique and singular and the unity is not that. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. also we realized, Jess is probably going to say this, that the world is bigger than the unity. The unity is this one place. And then as we started to think like, oh, we want to grow the world more than, so let's give ourselves this option of making the world as big as we want to make it. Let's not limit ourselves from the get go. It's, it's funny you mention that, too, because Kieran Gillen was just tweeting earlier today from when we were recording that uh, kind of regrets uh, naming his most recent comic Die because it's impossible to find. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So we we got to give ourselves every advantage that we can. You know, the yes. other thing that Allison said, I remember as we were going through this process, you know, and, and we did, you know, we invested in the unity. It had been the unity. Like, we were all raw, raw. So it was kind of a big shift when we started to talk about changing it. And it didn't happen lightly. Like, we definitely spent a lot of time. But one of the things I thought when um, we were talking about this that really resonated with me is Allison said, I don't want to call this is a because of the direction of the book, because of the powerful nature of like following May, we don't want to have the title be the name of the oppressor, essentially. It's like, let's pick a title that is, you know, more connected to May and her journey, you know, and, and so Reverend was something that came out of our our group think. Like I gotta thank all of our ladies for this too. We really Definitely. did take this to the team yeah. and and said, like, you know, what, what's everybody think? Like, this is, let's make this decision together. So we definitely uh, used them as our as our sounding board as we were going through this process. I mean, Reburn winds up being a, a title that sounds like it could be threatening. It sounds like it could be healing. It, it's, you're not quite sure what, and it, in, in many ways from reading the book, it looks like a bit of both, that there's a lot of dynamics here. So it, it's a more versatile name because you could take it different directions and, the logo design looks really nice. Uh, I, you've created this world of characters. I'm, I, I'm always uh, hesitant with these. I, I don't want to delve too much into the book, so I want people to go buy it. Uh, so I, I, you know, we, we can very easily give things away. Um, and it's it's a bit of a, I don't know if this is the greatest question with this particular title, but is there a favorite character? Is a favorite kind of moment that you really enjoyed writing and seeing come to life? From the book? Yes. From issue one? Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, you actually mentioned it, the memories. When when Elise, um, we talked about it, and she asked me, like, okay, can you just give me a list of, like, things that I could put in these memories? And um, so I gave her, like, a big list. And when I got that page, it was 
it just it surpassed a real art like Elise is a real artist you know mm -hmm. she's incredibly talented and she has so much she has so much to bring to the table not only with her skills but her ideation and um she it surpassed any thought I could have when, when that, and, and emotionally, that's such a huge moment for me. Um, so for me, that care that, and then, um, I don't want to spoil, but like when someone dies, that's also very satisfying and cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> Again, and, and, and if you're, you know, not reading between the lines here, this book has a significant, you know, a significant amount of action and conflict and things getting resolved and there's some threatened and danger and suspense. I mean, you, you do have a lot of, it's not, it's not uh, 22 pages of world building looking out at, at scenery. It is uh, a lot, a lot goes on in this book, even within a fairly confined location. I mean, this, this, this first title is very, very confined. You mentioned the second one's going to branch out more to the world. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. It's, it's a book that you have to read a couple times, I think, as well, because you do, it starts out very much putting you on unstable ground. And so as you learn more, then you have to go back and you pick up more. And it's it's, uh, it's good reread. Oh, thank you. That's really nice. We do really toss you in, Perch. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, get up to speed. Yeah. No, you know, but I really, I love the puzzle pieces. Like, I love yeah. comics that work like a larger puzzle and, and I love it when there's Easter eggs and you're like, oh yeah, they showed me that, you know, a long time ago and it actually means something. And that feeling like as a reader, you feel like, oh, I did good, you know? Yeah. So, I, uh, so there should be moments like that in the book. That's, that's the goal. Well, absolutely. So uh, there's the, so the, so the second Kickstarter is here launching on uh, July 14th. And how long will that window be open for people? 30 days. Three days. All right. People have to get in on that quick. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then, I, I mean, I'm assuming, obviously, uh, do you have any kind of, I mentioned this before, so I promise I'm not just poking at it, but is there is there a, a book three, a book four? Has there been talk of any kind of like, are you hoping to do one of these a year? Is like, what, what kind of pace do you want to establish? Well, I think it? we're, you know, we're, we're, working hard i mean this has become something you know that we're, we're working on a lot and you know for us it's like we're trying to continue to tighten the timeline right so we want to get this we, we're working hard to get issue three you know kind of plotted and underway um and we know where we're going you know for the most part with the first four issues yeah. and mm -hmm. we're we're just really kind of like as fast as we can work on this and feels good. Um, you know, we're planning to, to move. So I think, you know, the first issue did take us, I mean, from when we just start, when we decided to start, take the pitch and, and turn it into, um, the first issue, you know, that was March, April of last year. And then we got it out into people's hands and, um, you know, Gosh, what February? So was it digital was February. Timeline. Print was yeah, digital. yeah. So I mean, we've been like, but now you know we know what we're doing, kind of. Uh, I hope, and so we're really trying to tighten the timeline and get ourselves in a real, you know, a way that we can continue paying it off as fast as possible for those people that are going to stick with us. Because you know, we want to we want to keep doing this. We want to keep moving forward. So yeah, we. Uh, we're hoping, you know, that we can just kind of be, you know, a machine over here 
(laughs) and keep working hard to get it going. So that's why I think this, the stakes for this Kickstarter, I think for us are a bit higher because we do want to like really kind of get ourselves into a position to um, get three and four going as soon as we can. I mean, anybody listening to this, I think, particularly to try a crowdfunded book on your own to get your first book out having on your own, you know, learning it as you go in one year is uh, is a lot better than most. <laughs> much, much better than most. So that's uh, that's really, really cool. I am fully colored and everything. I mean, you, you took all the all, every process. Uh, I did appreciate the uh, pages talking about um, the Mori effect and stuff like that, something that. Um, very few people. I, I rarely hear it, so I was I was smiling there. That was excellent. My husband reads Savage Dragon, Dragon, and he's an Eric Larson fan. And Eric had just been talking about how that had happened in the Savage Dragon, so he was saw that and he was like, "That's a really cool effect," but yeah. you know, so it was like it was a fan community coming to our rescue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, we might not have think about. It. And I think a lot of people don't think about print as much now. They think a lot about how it's going to look digitally, but not necessarily how it's going to look printed. So it was, you know. Um, Yeah. And I think this time around, because we hadn't really uh, done this before, we, we got print samples um, Mm -hmm. as well, which was like something that was really helpful for us, very tangible. And, um, you know, now I think we have a lot more confidence, but that, you know, makes your process a little bit longer. So now that we're feeling a lot more confident, I'm hoping that'll be tight, tighter as well. Well, excellent. Well, well Alice and Jessica, I, I mean, I really want to thank you for uh, taking the time and, and talking with us today and talking about the book. I hope people uh, go and check out the Kickstarter now. The link will be in the description and there should be, hopefully there's something on your screen right now as you're watching this that <laughs> points you to where you're supposed to go. Um, <laughs> Assuming my editing skills are up to speed, which most people say they're not. Uh, but uh, go, please go check this book out. Any, any kind of last words, things that people should look out for for the two of you? Well, first I want to say thank you to both of you, um, Perch and Joe, for having us. It was a really lovely conversation. And um, last thoughts. I'm just, like, so thrilled. I can't really – like, Jess and I text each other. This is so fun. And it really is. And I just – we plan to have another book out from this universe in 2021, not just Reburn 2. So we are we are working hard, and we are going to keep putting books out. And they, That's and awesome. to be honest, they're just going to keep getting better because we're going to keep getting better at this. And I, I hope people will go with us on this journey because it's just if they're having even a tiny bit as much fun as I'm having, then then it's worth it. It's worth backing the project. And um, I, I'm just like. I mean, it sounds really corny, but I'm just happy to be here working with these people. Yeah. Again, I, I'm just really thankful of you for taking the time to, to be with us today. I, I hope people travel. But it does seem like you're having fun. Like that's sure. that, a lot of, there's too many people in comics these days who aren't having fun. You're having fun. You should go support people and have fun. I mean, come on. This is, this is good stuff. So yeah, no uh, one's getting rich. So you should definitely have fun. I mean, yes. this is, you know, <laughs> like you gotta you know, enjoy yourself, you know, like this yeah. is, I mean, it's, it's a labor of love to some extent, but it's also really joyous and I'm happy to be doing it. And I, it's, it's a gift doing it with my friend, Jess, I have to say, like she, she, she undersold her producing editing a little bit. Like if there's a question, she will solve it. If there is a, issue she will figure it out and i think and that that is the ideal editor right they have you 
they have you, they have your back. They're going to figure it out. They're going to make this book happen. And that's, that's what she is. And that's what an editor is, is somebody who is going to make it happen. And, and I could never have done this without her. Like I have the ideas, I have the writing, but as any writer knows, lots of writers have lots of ideas. So you need a person who you are, you are lucky to have a person who believes in you and the project the way that Jess believes in this project. So that is what a producer I, and editor does. I think it's so exciting. I mean, and, and I think, yeah, what we're going to just keep going. And I think that's going to be really exciting for people who want to be involved from this point. And every dime that we make, like Allison said, nobody's getting rich off of making these <laughs> you know, we are literally every dime goes back into it uh, to making our our books better, making the the things that we can offer fans better. And you know, we don't take that for granted because it's so important. There's so many Kickstarter's happening regularly. Like if if you've chosen to back us, then we uh, we have a responsibility to that. And so for us, I think we take that as seriously as we take our storytelling and, you know, and having that autonomy and staying independent. Um, and so I think for that, it's like, you know, we, we just really are, are grateful to have the opportunity to share the work. So thank you for, for having us today. Well, thank you. And, uh, and yeah, go check out the book on the Kickstarter, get this stuff out. And uh, Jessica Allison, thank you again. Thank you so yes. much. Thanks so much. Thank you.